Hey, Sussex fans, Editor Erica here. This month's one shot got a little complicated. I am very proud to work with an amazing crew here at Sosas, but occasionally we make an oopsie. I didn't check in with the people who actually upload the podcast last month. And so while I thought they had uploaded the one shot, they thought I had. <laughs> I'm really sorry you didn't get a one shot last month, and I promise you this one is worth the wait. You're going to notice that this episode is broken up into two parts. There's a couple of reasons for this. The episode is on the longer side of what we would usually put out. But also, it gives me a little more time to work on future one shot episodes without being rushed. So if you're a supporter on our Patreon, then you can already listen to parts one and two of this episode. But if you're hearing this on our public feed, you'll have to wait another month for part two, I'm afraid. Consider it an incentive to check out our Patreon if you haven't. Now that that explanation is out of the way, Kat, take it away. people. Wait, sorry, that was Jeff Stormer's thing. Hello listeners, this is your host and Game Master, although player this time, Kat. Welcome to our monthly Patreon episode, where Kira and I are playing The Ground Itself by Everest Pipkin, a tabletop world-building game about places over time. And it is once again by Everest Pipkin. I'm gonna read the introduction for you all. Mm-hmm. This is a game about places over time. Think about places that have been important to you. Your childhood fort under the rosebush. Your first apartment, the one with the view. The town where your grandmother spent her last few years. Or think of places that have been or will be important to others. A city-state in revolt. An ant colony. A generation ship 400 centuries into its voyage toward another star. Although there may be times during the game where we are compelled to widen or narrow our focus, this is not possible for us. The story we are building is about this place, this field, this star, this city, this tree, this crossroads. No matter how we feel about our characters, if they leave the frame, we may not follow. Our camera is anchored to one place and may not pivot or stray. Remember that places have memory, that what happened here will always in some small or big way be written into the walls, the stones, or the furniture of the people who continue to live here. Fundamentally, this is a game about echoes and traces we leave for others after we're gone. So this game requires two to five players, a deck of cards for which we are using tabletop sim. Yes. <clears throat> a six-sided die, a coin for which I am using a toonie, a piece of paper or writing implement, and a few hours. Now, we're probably going to condense the game down a little bit. Yeah, because I, I don't mean, know that we want to spend only... a few hours. Yeah, we also but we'll, only have we'll two spend players, a couple hours on this. So, like, a lot of the collaborative discussion and stuff will probably go a bit faster than if there were like five people. Yes, we're not fighting with six different minds to get one idea, you know? Yeah. Okay, I've got a pen, I've got a paper, I've got a setup and core gameplay. Uh, so, to get started, Pass the book around the table, we're using a PDF, so everyone may flip through and become familiar with where the sections are. Establish whether you'll read aloud in turns or whether one person will take the role of facilitator during setup. Regardless, these rules should be let regardless, these rules should be read aloud to the group. I already Clear read the them. tabletop of extra clutter and gather a deck of cards, a six-sided die, a coin, a piece of paper, and a pen or pencil. Separate the cards into two stacks, one of faces, jacks, queens, kings, and one of numbers, aces through tens. Remove the jokers, shuffle each stack, and place them face down on the table. The face card stack will be used during gameplay setup. The number cards will be used during main gameplay. 
put the die on the table. The die will be used to establish our timeline. I'm just going to use a regular d6 that I have here in my hand. It's a trans pride one, though. We could use a regular, like a in the tabletop simulator. That's I suppose. I think I don't know how you often we do it. We do. OK, let me add a die. A die and a coin and, and... here's our die. And yeah. let me add an object. I do like using a real toonie, though. That is pretty Canadian of you. OK, so we've got our die and our coin on the table as well. Yes. Touch the sheet of paper. This paper will be used to take very brief notes about names, places and other story developments. You may choose to elect a scribe or all take turns writing notes. Optionally, you may decide to skip writing notes entirely, merely relying on collective memory to tell the story. We're not doing that because both of us have ADHD. The, the collective memory is not. <laughs> the collective memory is negative one. We have mm -hmm. a stack overflow. Um, place the coin on the table, heads up. This is a consent mechanic. Some stories are hard to tell. Some games are scary to play. If this coin is flipped tails at any point by any player, the game must immediately pause. It may not be resumed until everyone takes a break and discusses the reason for the pause or any possible adjustments to the story that need to be made. Only after collectively deciding whether to end or continue may the coin be flipped back and the game resumed. If you're playing online or at a distance, or are interested in additional material, you may want to skim the optional mechanic at the end before starting. Begin. Let oh us no. begin. Tabletop sim is scrolling out while I'm scrolling on my PDF. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, the you gotta, for like... game. Click out the window. Yeah, I know. The setting for our game should be decided collaboratively around <clears> the table. This may be emergent. For example, one player may suggest a place that involves animals. Another player may amend this to mean a zoo. A third player may agree, but suggest it's a zoo planet established as a biodiversity reserve in the far future. You may feel at multiple options, but try not to say no to other suggestions. Rather, build up. Um, we're going to cut a lot of this, so I'm just reading this for us. Okay. Rather build up on top of an extent, I, so yes and everyone's idea suggestions. Remember that everything we see happen over the course of our game occurs in this single location. We cannot move outside of our established frame or see any actions or events elsewhere. Be prepared to spend time in the place you choose. This place does not need to be thoroughly mapped out. For now, the barest description that may be summed up in a few sentences will suffice. We'll discover it together during play. Decide this now. The process should go around the table. Take no more than a few minutes. Everyone should contribute. Okay. okay. Where would we like to play? I have a few possible things that have been sort of rumbling through my head since okay. I read this. Um, the first one would be a spaceship crash site on a planet. Okay. Um... The other one is a little bit more abstract, but me. a website that changes throughout the years. I think we're going to have to kind of see what our timeline is for that, because we're going to roll the D6 to determine the like timeline, obviously. True. If it doesn't work with our setting. We can. OK, I kind of I really like both ideas for like nonlinear for like because it's a little bit of a nonlinear game, right? Yeah. Both ideas have some really interesting potential spaceship crash site. We could like work with. The crash site over time, and yeah, like, like the evolution of the people who've survived, how they evolved to adapt differently on that planet and things like that over centuries. If they don't survive, how does the like local flora and fauna develop around the crash site? Mm -hmm. But also, I'm just like picturing a website. Like, what if it was like, like a a web game? Like, Neopets? I was thinking, I was thinking like a flash based web game that yeah. would like have like, a finite end as of what? January 1st of this year. Like what it what if it was like like RuneScape or something and it's like, like the first thing that came to mind for me was Homestar Runner mm -hmm. when you said a website. Mm -hmm. So like I I've 
I kind of really dig this idea of a website. So we've determined that it's a website. Yeah. Um, it runs on Flash Player, right? It could also just be a web domain that potentially changes hands through the years. Oh, that would be interesting, too. Like, what kind of different websites are built on this domain? Yeah. I really like that. There's definitely got to be an element of, like, Flash games to it, though, right? Of course. Okay. Especially if it starts in the 90s. This thing requires Flash. I do feel like the crash site would be a little bit easier as far as like storytelling stuff. Yeah, but this, this leaves us a lot of really interesting examples because we can like sort of start to personify little bits of like things that happen on the website, like or like the domain control. We can like we could be the people who interface with the website. We could be yeah personified parts of the website. Yeah. Stories that are told through the website. Like conversations that happen between people when the website becomes social media. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's all sorts of stuff we could do with the website that doesn't involve us being like, you know, sentient programming bugs. Sorry, sentient programming bugs. <laughs> Although yeah, that would be neat. There's there's a lot of room for play around playing around. Yeah, no, I thing. I think a website is a really great idea. I okay, let's would roll have with never it. thought of something like that. Okay, so let's look at our timeline then, because I feel like a website that has changed hands multiple times over the course of its lifetime, serving different functions in each time period, is a really good idea. Yeah. Depending, we might refine it with our timeline. Yeah. So for our timeline, the game is played in four cycles. Each cycle is separated by a gap in time. One player rolls a six-sided die and records that result. That this die will determine the unit of time the gap is measured in. This metric stays for the remainder of the game. One means days, which might lend itself to an intimate, close-textured story. Six means millennia, that you're playing a game over thousands of years and may not survive the jumps in recognizable ways. So, Kiri, would you like to roll that d6? Let's roll it. I've rolled a two. Okay, so weeks. two is weeks. Huh. Are we okay with this being a static website that events happen over the course of weeks? I feel like if it's going to be stuff happening over the course of weeks, it's got to be like a social media site or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Social media or um, like an old like like an old style forum. Yeah. Something like like a like a random obscure forum from like the early 2000s that has that distinctively MySpace aesthetic to it. <laughs> yeah, that could work. Um, or could it be like someone's live journal page? Oh, God. A live journal community. <sighs> We would specifically put ourselves at a time frame. But I think a live journal community might be kind of interesting. Yeah, I can see that. Or something to well. that effect. Doesn't have to be specifically live journal, but like a in a microblogging community group type thing. I okay. I'm gonna say a thing. Okay. Um I read a really cool short story a while like years mm -hmm. ago but it was um actually weirdly topical but uh for for now but it, it was the story of a like really bad like plague outbreak thing mm -hmm. that like totally shuts down society and everything right as told through recipe recipe blogs put up by someone living through it oh my god that's so cool and like talking about how they like stretch their food supplies and stuff like that that's really neat i mean like do we want this to be a recipe blog then we could i mean that's just like the and type the of thing you can do with with this kind of list so like so yeah. like, we could have it be like a live journal 
but set it like while something major is happening culturally outside of the website. Okay. I'm trying to think of like, I mean, are we far enough removed from 2008 to talk about the financial crisis as like a framing for what's happening on this like web forum? It's been over 12 years. It's been 13 years. True. I feel like what stories do we tell with that? I mean, like 2007, 2008 was like a time for a lot of change, right? Like it was the end of the Bush era. And then for like the next four years or sorry, next eight years, everyone kept their pubes shaved. And now (laughs) we're back to the Bush era. I'm sorry, that's unsound theories, brain. Oh, my God. Oh, I just had an idea. Okay. What if it's the forums for a an online like MMO game or something in the weeks leading up and immediately following the game being shut down? That's perfect. That's honestly the best thing that i've heard tonight (laughs) and like it's literally an end of the world story but not not yeah oh my god that's perfect okay so we're going with um the the forums for an m m o uh is going to be shut down soon. Okay, so what year are we having this take place? Uh, like the MMO boom probably <clears throat> would have been like what, like 2000? I would say Nine. a lot of a lot of long running stuff shut down in like 2015-ish. Okay, we can do 2015. Yeah. God, I have so many like cool ideas for what can happen with this too. Right, I'm excited for coming meets. up with different and awful screen names. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So we've established a little bit. Let's establish some more about our place. So mm-hmm. to establish our place, each player is dealt cards from the faith card stack in the circle until no cards are left. Then going in this same circle, each player sets down one card at a time and answers the question associated with that card details below. They may read the questions first or pick between their cards at random. Keep going until the world feels established or each player is out of cards, whichever happens first. Try to keep this discussion under 25 minutes. Keep your answers to each question very short. You may wish to make brief notes to jog your memory later. So we'll take this and I will deal until we're out of cards. Okay, would you like to go first? Uh, sure, do, I'll go, I'll go do first. Do you have the questions available? I do have them right okay, up cool, cool, here. Cool. Um, okay. I'm just thinking about this. You th- This means you have literally the exact opposite hand I do. You have two kings and four jacks. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, this is a pretty easy one to start with. Okay. The Jack of Spades. Uh, The question is, what are the threats to this place? Are these threats to the materiality of the place or the people that live in it? So the threat is obviously the. uh, Just announced impending shutdown of this game. Yeah, I think our first scene will take place when the thread goes up announcing the game's shut down in like four months. Yeah. Uh, 
it's it's literally an existential threat to the whole place. Cause like and and also the people that live in it. So are we just doing the forums or are we including the forums and the game? I think it's just the forums. Okay. So this, like the this will NPCs be... in the game are not a part of this. No, no. This is like At the players other than the weird like parasocial relationship the players might develop with some of these NPCs. Yeah. Okay, this is this is neat. Okay. Yeah. I'm playing the Queen of Hearts. Who or what a person landmark society has been in this place for the longest? How did they come to be here? Oh, okay. So, um, I think for that, the answer is obviously the forum admin. Okay. Who is also the game's designer, narrative designer. Okay. And I imagine this person is like active on the forums. Yes. They're like the communication between the the game and the player base. They serve as almost like a community advisor type thing mm-hmm. while still also maintaining the fact that they're an, they're not an active player, but they are actively designing the story for each like release. Yeah. Um, and I want to say that their screen name is something like ridiculous and 2015-y. No, like the the game has been going on since 2008. So they've had this same forum name since 2008. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, God. I wanna like. Do you want? Do you want me to tell you the uh, forum name that the current lead designer of Overwatch used to go by when he was on the uh, EverQuest when he when he was a major like, EverQuest community member? Um. So Jeff Jeff Kaplan Jeff. Jeff good old Jeff, Jeff Kaplan. Good good Jeff Kaplan when when he was like a a big figure of the EverQuest community that led to him being hired there. Uh, mm-hmm. His forum name was Tiggle Biddies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Not our Jeff. I want to say that our forum leader is like something like uh, something like XX. It's got to be like really weird and random. XX Moth Impala. <laughs> yes. Okay. XX, obviously. Oh my god. XX Moth Impala XX is our admin and narrative designer. <laughs> um, their real name. Do we want to roll for pro? I'm going to roll for pronouns. Okay. Okay, so. That's a four, which is a she, her. Okay. So. What's her what's her real name? First instinct is Elizabeth Watson. She go by like Lizzie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Lizzie Watson. I like that. That's a good name. Okay, your turn. Okay. Next is uh, the Jack of Clubs. What was this place in the past? How long ago was that? So I think that maybe perhaps uh the web domain for this uh for this games website mm-hmm. uh used to be 
a uh the um used to be the website for a small bookshop that they they ended up buying the domain name from okay can i yes and that yes um i think that lizzie watson worked at that bookshop okay yes and had this idea for an mmo yeah that somehow she got funded and then bought the domain for the bookshop because the bookshop in part served as an inspiration for one of the prime location names right okay or yeah. like the the name of the game itself right i don't want to call it like page master because that's disney <laughs> <laughs> like tales and bindings or something like that so i mean there's a one of these is what is this place named so we can call we can figure that out later oh okay that that works okay so it used to be a website for a bookstore yeah how long ago was that that was in the uh late 90s slash early 2000s king of hearts what stories are told in or about this place does it have legends or myths does it have religion mm. so i think there are like buried deep within the forums ancient memes that come up in conversation all the time Oh, I bet. Yeah, there's like in-jokes for the community. Obviously, because that, that kind of serves as their community mythology. Yeah, this is like the, the have you got nanners <laughs> of, of this game. Right, Literally, so nobody other than me is going to understand that. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think there was a guy on the forums I think like some sort of like copy pasta originated from some guy on the forums and I have pulled up a random username generator. Oh god. And one of the names that I that I got was Polish Aircraft. <laughs> yes. Um so po no offense to our listeners from Poland, Polish Aircraft whose name I'm writing down is Poland known for their aircraft manufacturing? I don't believe so. Okay. So Polish Aircraft started a long-running copypasta on the forums that's like... I want to say he got like a little heated <laughs> and started threatening someone. Oh god. But like, in a way where the threats obviously were deeply non-threatening because they were so like hilariously over specific right you know typical like internet tough guy threats yeah and then that started to become like a meme across the forums and despite <laughs> the fact that polish aircraft has not logged into the forums for about eight years <laughs> people still reference the polish aircraft incident yes okay so that's that's my card you're up Okay. Um so uh next I'm going to do the King of Diamonds. The question for that is who or what is in power here? Is it a ruler, an apex predator, a series of laws that govern society, the weather? And well you might think that the people in power are like the game developer. The people mm -hmm. pulling the strings are the publishing company. They're the ones who who decided to shut down the game. OK, so the game was based on the novels of Lizzie Watson. OK, yes. And her last book her last couple of books just haven't been selling the same way her first dozen were. Yeah. Okay. Cause like, like this is like, I mean, EA is a garbage company and so like whatever equivalent of, of EA or Activision or whatever, like is like 
sorry developer we know you're still actively working on this but it's not making enough money for us we're shutting this game right down. but in this case it's the publisher who's like okay interest in this has waned to the point that we're not going to continue further development and we're just going to shut it down because the servers are incurring too much of a cost for us for how little it's selling exactly okay i like that also, I have a really good name for when so we get to the, the name developers card. don't want the game to end. No, the developers do not, but they just don't have the money to run it by themselves. Yeah. Okay. I've got to play another card. Another card. And I think after that, I'm pretty happy with where we are. Okay. I, I'm going to do one more personally so that we can get a name for the game. Yes. After you're done with the name for the game, I think we'll call it. Yeah. And then move on to the actual game. Queen of Clubs. What is the greatest moment in this place's history? An innovation, a discovery, a revolution, a new sapling, the emergence of a cycle of cicadas? So I think the greatest moment in any MMO has to be like at least for this game, the first time someone took down like the most impossible raid, like there's there's got to have been. OK, so. And can I can I yes and mm -hmm. this? Absolutely. And. All of their characters made it into the next novel. Yes, that was about that, the, the downfall of the boss. Or whatever. So this is sounding a hell of a lot like I don't know if you've ever watched the gamers. Uh, no. OK, so in the gamers three, there's like a living competitive card game that they play where <laughs> okay. depending on who wins like the championship of that card game, they get to dictate the direction of the story. And like these griefers have been getting really good at the game and winning to oh deliberately ruin the story. <clears throat> it's very neat. Anyway, <laughs> The Gamers is a weird movie that you should watch because it's fun. <laughs> but fun in so far as um, it's going to remind you of all of the bad tabletop experiences you've had and oh, make no. fun of them. OK. OK, so what's the raid boss? that they had to defeat. Um, I want to say something like Gemelon the Titan. I was going to say like Rigios the Redeemer. OK. I feel like that's a good one because it's like it's like this this like really, really difficult to beat boss like i don't know what kind of monster or person or whatever it was mm -hmm. but like they position themselves as a savior for this world and it's your job to defeat them to actually save the world from their evil okay yeah i like that okay and what is the name of this place the name of this place um god this is the, this is the hardest part um okay can i suggest crowns of lore crowns of lore as a potential because that feels like it's both a good bookstore yeah and a good mmo yeah crowns of lore it is okay oh this is so good <laughs> yeah okay so do we want to take this a couple of weeks before the announcement I think we or want to, we want to like, start with the start, announcement. Start with the announcement and the forum's reaction to the announcement. Okay, so let's get rid of all our face cards. Just hold, move this off to the side, move this into the middle. Okay, so during our four cycles of gameplay, players draw cards from the numerical pile. Each type of card is associated with a set of questions which are answered in order. For example, the first time the player draws an ace of any suit, they would answer the first question listed under the aces, which is, what are the plants like in our place, the rocks, the soil? The second time an ace is drawn, 
player would answer the second question. It's time to plant the seedlings. What are the seedlings? Where are they planted? What is the harvest that is hoped for? And so forth. Read the questions out loud. Narrate your answer to the group. Then discard the card into the discard pile. The group may, um, the group may ask follow-up or clarifying questions, but may not contradict what you have expressly said. Player may also discard cards before addressing the question and enter a focused situation. To tell a story, throw a party, discover something, see an omen, leave the frame, or move on, skipping this turn. These situations allow us to skip certain questions instead of spending more time on a single moment. Choosing to enter a focus situation still counts as the nth instance of a card, so you may enter the same focus situation multiple times. Specific rules of these situations are detailed in later sections. The card drawn is a 10, the cycle ends, moving us forward in time. See the following section after every cycle for more details about these gaps. All right. So, since you played the last card, do you mind if I go first? Go ahead. First card up is this is our six of spades or first six. Oh. Okay. What is the most horrible thing in or about our place? <laughs> so I want to say that right away, I, w it, I don't want to introduce like real problematic people into this game. That, so like there's not like Nazis or whatever in the game. Yeah. But like on the forums, I think the biggest problem is there's like a rogue moderator who's set up like hidden private boards that he has to invite you to oh. where like people gamble on what's happening in the next part of the story and stuff like that. Interesting. And that this rogue moderator, like th there's definitely like a like a uh, hottest NPCs in the crowns of lore <laughs> section. It's like typical like gamer boy. Yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to add to that? Or are you okay with just that? Um, I think. Yeah, I think that I, I, I like that, that especially like the betting on story elements when the game is announced mm -hmm. that it's going to be canceled is going to be interesting. That's a two. Uh, name a monument, marker, statue, or other physicalized memory that exists in our place. What does it mark? Uh, so I think this could, I mean, like, when we say physicalized in a purely digital realm. This is a pinned forum post. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, and it is the, uh, like newbie's guide to like the game faq kind of like it it's a it's a post that was like originally created by a community member and has been like maintained and changed over the years by a number of different people mm -hmm. and it's it's sort of like semi-official like this is the guide to the, this is the starting out guide to the game sort of deal Okay, what's the kingdom that, like, Crowns of Lore takes place in called? Um, Actually, what's the general setting? We didn't really determine what kind of, like, is it a fantasy? I assumed it was a fantasy MMO. I, I think it's a fantasy MMO. Okay, so what's the kingdom called? Um, so, like, it'll be, the forum post will be called Nubia's Guide to Kingdom Name. Okay. Uh, All I'm thinking now is Elena of Avalor, the Disney show for kids. <laughs> that obviously won't work. Yeah. Uh, I just had a very dumb idea. Okay. Something like the Kingdom of Asbestoa. Oh my god. I was going to say the, the newbie's guide to the world of Senjo. Senjo. Okay, I like the newbie's guide to the world of Senjo. Okay. It's the semi-official starter guide for the game. Yes. 
Okay, next card up is the Seven of Hearts. Are you writing things down? Because you don't have to. I'm, I'm not writing notes. things down. Cool, cool, cool. What is the We're most gonna... beautiful thing in or about our place? I think the most beautiful thing within, because we obviously we can't talk about the game itself, but yeah, this is this is the forum community. I think the most beautiful section is the open RP section. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Perfect. So I think like. It was started up, I think it, it was started by our admin and narrative designer XX uh -huh. Moth Impala XX. <laughs> And the intention was to bring to life your characters within yeah. the world of Sun, within the world of Sendro and like allow people to really inhabit those characters. And I think there's like, you know, obviously non-published and I don't think Lizzie would have ripped them off to like steal their ideas, but there's like a lot of really beautiful stories that are told through these open RP sections. Yes, like I love that. Life and love and loss, political intrigue and like all sorts of things. There's like little bits where people will like and role play NVC villagers rather than mm -hmm. just their characters and like give life to like the one guy who like screams fresh mutton whenever you walk past him. <laughs> like just like random yeah, stuff like yeah, that. that. I love that. I think that's like exactly what a open RP section tells beautiful stories. And I think like part of that is that um, if you've like really fleshed out an NPC, you will get like a special credit. Both in the game and in the next book. Yeah. When that NPC shows up and it's like the hypest shit ever when your NPC is like, oh, my God, Guy the Gardener was in the fucking book. <laughs> yes. Oh, that'd be so cool. Did you see? Did you see? Guy the Gardener was there. He gave the main character a rose. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. So, like, there's definitely an out of character section on the forum where people like, get really hype about the stories being told. And yeah. I think, you know, Moth Impala is one of the most excited people about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think part of it, you know, she's obviously been very successful, but she's never like lost that people like what I do. Holy crap. Kind of attitude. Right. That like pureness of heart. That I, like yes. is really really cool to see in someone who's made a successful MMO and multi book series. Yeah. Ah, uh, this is yes, yes, yes. This story is so good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, your turn. Okay. Ba -ba this is a three. Uh, okay. Question for this is, what do people listen to and perform here? What is considered the folk art? Like, I feel like we it's literally the RP forums. OK, but what if in addition to that? Like. The fans like the fans of this are clearly very, very devoted to it, right? Like I have an idea. Is there fan music? Like, you know I, how in Blazeball, the garages are a literal actual band? Yeah, I I might actually discard this card and do a focus situation. Oh, OK, I'm into it. And the one I'm going to pick is C and Omen. OK. So this is I think I think something happens. Um, shortly after the cancellation is announced and mm -hmm. one particularly dedicated fan 
uh, starts trying to organize a uh, a project to like archive and 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 preserve all of the like RP story stuff that has happened in the game. Ooh, I love that. Either through like making a documentary about it or or something like that. So we said we're in 2015, right? Yeah. Okay. I think this is the ripe opportunity to like start having like forum mem like this 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 forum uh, do okay, so you say forum guy is a do do you wanna like roll a d d3 for pronouns um because i feel like this is something like a very dedicated they them would do uh yeah 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 we'll say that um and they are super into the game uh and like do they make video essays about it oh you know they do or is it like, oh, no, no, no. It's even more dorky than that. They find like. They find fans of the story that do like amateur voice acting. Oh, no. And they fully act the stories as oh, like. A and they do like as animatics like a, and stuff like that. It's like animatics, but it's oh. also a podcast. Shit, that's good. So it's like. It's it the, the podcast has to have like a really dorky name. Saviors of Senjo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it, it's presented like a real like history show with like yes. dramatic reenactments, but it's just yes. these oh, turbo dorks being God, turbo that's dorks. So good. Yes. I love that. Okay, I'm going to draw a card. The Ace of Diamonds. Well, this is an interesting one for our setting. I think I would rather do a focus situation here. Okay. Not to, you know, steal your valor. <laughs> and I think I want to leave the frame for just a second. Okay. And talk about the meeting that uh, Lizzie Watson has with the pu with her publisher. Oh uh, yeah, because she is fighting to allow the Saviors of Senjo podcast to have the right to actually like use parts of her IP. Oh, because yeah. part of that belongs to the publisher. Yeah. So like there's a Could huge portion be... of this that like she has to like fight with the publisher. They're canceling the series, at least let the fans have these like, you know, nonprofit works that they're doing. Yeah. It's like very much inspired by her time as a fanfic author. She knows how hard it can be when yeah, I mean, like they, they, the fans obviously don't plan on selling any of this podcast. It's to preserve these stories because they matter so much to the fans rather than. Right. But like, there's that like little bit of convincing that nobody's going to make a profit off of this. Kind of like how fanfiction.net used to operate back in the day before that got shut down because people started using it to sell fanfictions. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that explicitly banned on AO3. Yeah. So I... I think like there's this really tense meeting with the publisher and like I think things don't go exactly to plan. I I just had a unrelated idea that I hope comes up later. Okay, I hope it does too. I think hours at this point of her arguing with the publishers. Yeah. And they just want to get out of there. 
Yeah. So I think the decision is reached that um, that they'll allow it that um, specifically Liz and or the fans, Lizzie Watson and or the fans have to purchase 50 percent of the rights or 51 percent of the rights to the IP from uh-huh. the publisher. Uh huh. So like the big thing is like a fan fundraiser so that they can keep running Senjo beyond the end of the game. Yes. That's it for part one, folks. Be sure to tune in to part two next month. Chicks with Dice is a production of So Says Media. For the latest updates, follow on Twitter at So Says Media or check us out at sosays.ca. The game played on this episode of Chicks with Dice is The Ground Itself by Everest Pipkin. It can be found at everestpipkin.itch.io. This one shot was voiced by Kathleen Hislip and Kira Bueller. You can find Kat on Twitter at KatSelesnia and check out her games at katselesnia.itch.io. Kira Mueller can be found on Twitter at sapphire underscore mess. All music on this production was created by Sounds Like an Earful. Check out more of his work at soundslikeanearful.com. If you're listening to this and you're already supporting us, thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you would like to support us and get early releases of our one-shot every month, head over to patreon.com forward slash media. This episode was edited by me, Erica Rebecca Belsas. And until next time, listener, be cool, stay warm, and write fanfic.